Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? Uh-huh, sure. You know, you look kind of familiar. Yeah, you do too. I just want to know, do you know a podcast named The Podcast Is Mine? Oh yeah, I know that podcast. I just want to let you know that it's mine. No, no, it's mine. Hello and welcome to The Podcast Is Mine. I'm Bhushan Kumar. And I'm Sunny Grohl. How are you, Sunny? Yeah, really good. It's good to see you again. Good to see you too, even though we only saw each other five minutes ago. <laughs> we are double backing this exactly. episode. <laughs> exactly. So if you've just joined us from Ep 1, welcome. Seriously. If you took a break, I hope you had a nice break. And welcome to the second session. Yes. Do you know, like when you like, go to work events and stuff and like, you know, they welcome you back like after lunch? <laughs> and you're like, I'm <laughs> exactly. a bit retired. I haven't got any energy. It's like, it's like, what time are the drinks? Five o'clock. It's like, I've got a couple more hours to go. <laughs> not not through this, it. <laughs> but uh, this isn't that at all. This no, is like this is A and T M. Excited, yeah. like you know, y'all are so excited for this, and we are so excited for yes. this. So, but anyway, before we do that, we have you know business as usual. We've got we to talk. get the diary. Out. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get the diary? Why don't you get the diary? Because I, 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 I do all the heavy lifting. You hurt your back. Okay, I'm, I'm picking it up. Picking it up. That huge <laughs> dusty tome. Excuse me. Just slide it. Sliding it over. Open it up. Open it. Thump. It's like a... Oh, there's someone else's chicken scratching side (laughs) this time. Oh, sorry. That would be my chicken curry that I had last night. (laughs) (laughs) So this week, the diary of... So what people don't know about the diary of his own one home is it talks to us. Oh, yeah. It's like that book. I'm just thinking of Hocus Pocus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always shady. Yeah. I'm telling you, honestly. So this book tells us what to do. So anyway, the Diary of His Own One Ho is asking us what is what are our favourite moments of 2020. So Sunny, would you like to go first? Good idea. Okay, so the biggest highlight I would say is I got to do a little trip in um, Tacoma. Oh, yeah. So that was amazing. The weather was good. The food is amazing, and it was COVID safe. It was COVID safe, yeah. and, and you needed that at that point in time, wasn't it? Because it was just like such a melt pressure pot of a yeah. year. It was months of like I think from kind of March onwards. I'd taken a few weeks off here and there, mm. but being able to go away and feel safe and weather was really good. Food was really nice. Really nice people felt safe, and it was somewhere new. So yeah. that was that was one of my highlights. Oh, lovely! Okay, yeah. well, what was another of your highlights? Um, I loved cycling in London. I never thought I would do that. Yeah, and um, it was good because I've got all the fitness out of the way because this was also the year of the release of the PlayStation Five. Oh yes, of course. One, two, three, four, five. You're definitely not a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get a Spice Girls reference in there somehow. <laughs> Do you when Spice Girls released it, when they launched Channel 5? Welcome to oh, a brand do. new station. One, two, three, four, five. Who says Spice Girls? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, go on. Go on. Carry on, carry on. PlayStation 5. I was going to say, it's definitely a little bit more futuristic. Than... <laughs> but we will do another deep dive into the world of gaming yes. at some point in time. But yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. Yes, it's very so... shiny and very beautiful. Like, um, yes. and, I, and I saw like, loads of people want it as well. Oh, God, the demand has been out of control. Mm-hmm. I think this because of COVID, it's been hard to produce as many units. But mm-hmm. also, you can't have people queuing up outside shops. So they've sold them all online. It's been a bit of a car crash, actually. Oh, it's really frustrating. I think I was even sending messages from our podcast. Oh, God. Instagram. Yeah, I know. Like, So I we shared the admin for the podcast Instagram. And I looked and I saw <laughs> this message being sent to this company at 6.45 in the morning. I was like, oh, my God, we've been hacked. And then I was like, who is this? And then I was like, that was funny. <laughs> Sunny's inquiring about PlayStation 5 at <laughs> random store because I just know I know a lot of people use that to get in contact with stores and I thought I know what I'll do this, I like, <laughs> I'll leverage the, <laughs> the audience I have and... I didn't 
I said it was on the podcast Instagram, and then you sent me a screenshot, and I thought, wow, that's so sweet. Bushin was sending messages on my behalf to try and procure it and for like, me. And you were like, no, I'm waiting for you to figure it out. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> anyway, what were your highlights of 2020? So my highlights of 2020 would be, so um, in, in the same way that you found discovered cycling, walking, which sounds ridiculous, yeah. but I think for a lot of people as well, this will, make, this will yeah. resonate. They're just walking around the city mm. and just walking wherever you are. Like, you know, previously, mm. things that I would never have thought to, you know, I'd take the tube or the bus, as we covered in our London quiz, I'm versed, remember. Um, <laughs> but just walking around town has just been a huge revelation. And I just feel so much more grounded and connected no, to the city. You. And I think that's just been a wonderful thing. Um, I think secondly, reading as well, because um, I found that this year, like my reading was getting better. I think after a long period of time, like mm. um, I kind of got back into reading because yeah. I'm an avid reader. And I think now I'm really at a good place with my reading. Mm. So rather than dropping off or stopping and like, you know, stopping and starting, I'm constantly reading. Mm. So I think that's a great thing. And then I think the final one is probably a shared highlight for us both. You're listening to it right now. Yay! The podcast is mine. I mean, just definitely the top one. How amazing. I mean, one minute we're eating cakes from Gail's Bakery. And the next, you know, where... It was like a whirlwind. And yeah. there's like all these paparazzi following us around. Well, exactly. I remember I papped you that day. Yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> cycling yeah. into the park, wasn't I? And you were like, look who I saw. Exactly. And like you were cycling away. And I was like, who's that? Um, but do you know, yeah, this podcast has really been a great highlight for Completely 2020. And um, I'm just so glad. And I hope it's been a highlight for all our listeners as well. Yeah, exactly. And um, for those of you that are starting to listen in 2021, it'll be a highlight for 2021. 21, exactly. You're, you're in the right place right now. So, uh, that's the Diary of His Own One Home. Okay, let me just close it close up. Close that tome. Oh, could okay. you not put that Sorry. dust in my face, please? Oh. <laughs> it's gone. It's, it's gone. gone. It's gone. So, it's not gone into recycling. Don't worry. It's gone to, <gasps> it's gone to Iron Mountain <laughs> to be archived. <laughs> and if you know about Iron Mountain... Uh, oh, actually, do you know what we haven't mentioned? We, I knew. We, <laughs> we have not mentioned OnlyFans. I was going to say. It's been two, gonna... five minutes and we've not mentioned OnlyFans. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my There'll God. be something from OnlyFans that will definitely peak its ugly Exactly. And if OnlyFans want to be that sponsors, we are more than happy. Yes, we're happy to promote you for a fee. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, we are in the midst of our um, feature-length episode, people. Mm -hmm. Feature-length. On America's Next Top Model, uh, a.k.a. one of the the, the greatest reality show in the world. So previously on DPIM, we discussed our love for America's Next Top Model and why the show was so important for our cultural development. Completely agree. So right now, where we're at is um, two podcasters storm their way to the top with a grand prize of a fashion spread inside a glossy magazine, representation from a noted modelling agency, and of course, the bus. <laughs> Today, we look at the present day and the future of ANTM with a high fashion catwalk to the depth with a designer we have never heard of before to determine who will be Britain's next top podcaster. Oh my gosh, this Get is amazing. Hands on hips. Best <laughs> bitch face on, strut forward. <laughs> we're doing a dance move that no one can see, but we're laughing. <laughs> there was an episode, was it in the Rio or one or not? This yeah, do you remember that? So, do you remember that routine? The didn't, 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 didn't. We loved it. It was just shoulder. It was shoulder leaning forward. It was the worst choreography I've ever seen. Oh. But it was so bad. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. Oh my God. So the choreography, we've always picked up the choreography because <laughs> I'll also be posting an amazing video of me dancing to Bootiful. Do you remember I you said to you? Me that, hey. So back in, uh, when I used to go to dance classes, um, 
we were allowed to request a song every now and then. So my request was, and I had, this is so funny, I've got to tell the story. So it's like beautiful and like, um, I, my, my teacher was like, all right, yeah, yeah. Because my teacher watched America's Next Top Model as well. So it's oh great. God. And then on the day, like with my request, I was really, I had food poisoning. And I was oh, no. really, like, and I felt really bad. And I was like, oh no, but I was like, it's my request I need to today. work today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, even before I went to the dance class, I chundered once in the, in the gym toilets because I was just like, oh no, I don't know if I can do this. But you know what? It was the spirit of ANTM. I was, where I was say, you like, pulled through. You were like Adrienne. Like what were tired? <laughs> I was Adrienne. You literally. had the IV drip in your arm and you were dancing away. <laughs> I literally pulled the IV drip out and then I performed that and then collapsed later on outside. And the producer sometimes <laughs> the producer just came, like, are you okay? Are you okay? Get an ambulance, please. Can we get an ambulance for... <laughs> they elevated my legs on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's so, so oh funny. So, um, But it's a very good segue, though, isn't it, to mention um, the first question. Yes. So the first question is, why was the Rita Ora cycle, or Rita Hora, as you call it, such an awful season? Actually, not even an awful season, a god-awful season. It was just, I don't know why. I mean, what was time? Was Tyra doing her diploma at Harvard <laughs> University at the time? Or was she just trying to kind of bring have a comeback moment and she wanted to take a break i don't know what she was doing like she was literally it's literally like you know can you mind the shop while i pop to you know the supermarket or go to the doctors she's literally like i'll be back and i'll be watching and it's like well just fucking present the the whole thing i I didn't understand it and i just it would caught me off guard and i thought okay let me see like rita i'm not a fan of rita's music really occasionally it's a good song anywhere is a tune yeah there's some good songs here and there but I just thought, does she have the personality for this? And she certainly does not. And no. She couldn't pull it off. And it, it, there wasn't the, the... She couldn't be assertive mm. with her critiques because she's not a model. No. She may have modelled on... I know she tried to kind of say that she was a model, but... She's she, more of an ambassador. Like, yeah, and that was exactly. from her music. So you're right. She wasn't like Kate Moss. She wasn't like Naomi she Campbell. Was she was an influencer. what someone said. I can't remember who it was. It might have been a YouTube comment. They were like... I'm sick and tired of Rihanna's ever steady. Understudy, you know. I was like, oh no. Yeah. Well, that's what it felt like, though. It was literally like Tyra, like, you know, my IBS is flared up. Can you just sit in the chair while I, while I go and sit in the other chair? But it was like, oh my God. Like, it was just such a bad thing. And the thing was, like, what I would have hoped with Rita Ora. I wish she had brought herself to it. So rather than... Because t- obviously Tyra's shadow loomed. Yeah. And like you said, like all the things can't that... Replicate. You can't replicate. And like like you said, she's not a model, but you are a singer and mm. you are a star in in, in certain respects. <laughs> and so bring that element of yourself. Don't be... And like you know she did her Rimmel campaign as well. Her Rimmel campaigns were shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't go and buy like, uh, you know, Rimmel eyeliner because of Rita Ora. I bought it because of Kate Moss with like, yeah. get the landing look. Like, that's what yeah. I want. I don't want Rita Ora like kind of like, you know, She's running around in phone boxes and kind of like, you oh. know, in trench coats. They were probably trying to make it more relevant to a younger audience because I think that's probably when it got to the point because these cycles were very much, uh, I mean, they would definitely change things over time, but it was the same formula again and again. Yes. So maybe it got to a point where, look, now we're not really in, maybe not that up to date and contemporary. Yeah. So they were trying to do that. Okay. Well, I think that's a great it's a great point because I think mm-hmm. the the show has constantly tried to evolve, and it's always tried to be and do something different. Like you know, for example, remember there was a big shake up when they got rid of Miss J and Mister J. I was very sad. That was really that. sad, and I thought that I yeah, love those two. They were still great, and then and they got rid of Nigel as well. I was like, thank fuck for Is that. Is that when they brought in what's that guy? Oh, so Johnny, Johnny Woo Jack. Jack. Wow, well, no, we weren't complaining there. 
and we were uh, very happy about that. But what I liked about Johnny Wujek was that his era was really defined mm. quite well, because in the sense, that, and the quite a lot of things were quite well defined as well. And he, I kept, remember when I kept sending you Instagrams of like, because you didn't have, you weren't really on Instagram at that oh. point. And I was like, and I was like Johnny Wujek, and you were like, I need to get on Instagram. Uh, I think that's this is what I think that, Johnny Wujek. That, that, that took that, me over the edge. That, that broke the camel's back. Because <laughs> those two people like, I follow pink. And yeah. Johnny Wujek. <laughs> But he was like, he was a celebrity stylist and like... To Katy Perry was one of his biggest clients. Yeah. And I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to, like you said, they were trying to evolve and appeal to a younger audience. Mm. So they were trying to appeal to that Instagram audience, to that Mm. social media audience. But then obviously they brought in those dreadful social media schools. And then... We talked about that in the last episode, didn't we? Brian Boy. That was just... just, It was such a fail, that was. That was really bad. But I did think that bringing in Drew Elliott... Actually, was Drew with Johnny Wooja? No, I think there was a couple of other judges Mm. first. But when they brought in like Law Roach and because Law Roach was also is also an amazing celebrity star, yeah. Zendaya, Incredible. Celine Dion, like yeah. he's got no, people. he's he's got the back. He can back it up. Mm. And they had like Tinashe as like one of the guests as well. Yeah, do you remember? Yeah, they did. So they did. Some of it worked and some of it didn't. Yeah. But I also remember in my research reading how, as the show went on, more people got involved. And at the beginning, mm. it was literally about six people making the decisions. You know, so like Tyra, Ken you're Mock, right, and yeah. if you're Ken Mock, of course, we always love Ken oh, Mock. Yes, this yes. is a Ken Mock stan podcast, <gasps> and we will not hear a bad word against him. And um, he's going to produce our podcast. He better a bank all productions. <laughs> you know, yeah, the, B, the bank vault shutting and turning around, <laughs> locking it. Say, oh my god, that's where we keep the diary of his own one home <gasps> in the, the bank of all vault. <laughs> We need to create a meme of that. We will definitely, uh, we will show you what we're talking about. It's if like you don't Hocus know. Pocus meets Tyra Banks. Bank of this is the hybrid that we didn't know we needed. We Honestly, didn't. 2021, get ready, that you're telling me. <laughs> but um, yeah, that whole, I, the, I think a lot of people did start getting involved and saying, oh, this show needs to be this. this and it's, there, it was very evident. And I think in the last like two season cycles that we had, so with the men, I think it did kind of bring back some of that focus mm. and that sharpness. But not enough to kind of like sustain. No, it didn't work. I don't. I think they were trying to join a bandwagon. They didn't need to. Because the thing is, I l- preferred not to be the one that had any influence. Obviously, we didn't get to. Yeah. Why did they? Wait a minute. Why did they not? <laughs> Hold ask up. Us? Hold up. Why did they ask us to be one of those social media? Because the thing is, they went on social media to find people, and it was while it was being filmed. Obviously, they selected a set a set number of people across the globe. Because you'd always have some basic person online <laughs> with this really crappy internet connection that was like giving an opinion on something. And yeah. I just thought, who are you? And how did you get chosen for this? Well, do you know, that was such a uh, kind of, I think that was a real... Are they all actors? They know? were all actors. I mean, the, I, the way that, again, knowing what we know now, which is one of my favourite phrases, um, that was definitely recorded ahead of time. Oh, it was because, 100% recorded. It wasn't yeah, live. Because like, no, you can imagine, you like, you know, if you posted that live, that would it would just not work. It would have be too many spoilers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Have. Those people were probably put... Um, they signed an NDA. Actors signed NDAs. They weren't yeah. allowed to talk about... You know, they were only shown a specific set. And do you know what? Sometimes what they would talk about, mm. they would be like, oh, this person gave a really great photo, but the photo we saw was shit. Yeah. And it's like, probably you probably saw it. something different, so the producers are playing you off. So it's mm. like, oh, well, at least you're... And then, you know, Tyra in her final round you know in her job feedback that no one asked for <laughs> would be like you know you know the you you did really well with the social media fans but not with the industry <laughs> and you're like no that's bullshit like you know they, they but as well what's really interesting is it did mark a t- turning point in the fashion industry mm. because instagram has been the great leveler 
Whereas before, mm. like, you know, the fashion industry called all the shots. Mm. And now, like you said, like these influencers and understudies are like kind of ro- ruling the roost. That's why she managed to get a big spot. Hosting yeah, and, that, and that's how it was. It probably was that Rita Ora had like 25 minutes, like was Katy Perry not available? Or do you know what I mean? It was something like, but it probably was along those lines. Like, look, she's got 30 million followers. We can afford her in this bracket. Yeah. She's got the time. She's got, the, you know, in her schedule. Yeah, she's not on tour. <laughs> She got an album out. She got an album out, exactly. No. So on that, you know, um, it's my segue into our kind of next question, which is yeah. like, have any other modelling shows come close to the high that A&TM gives us? That is a good, I mean, we talked about one in the last episode, didn't we, about model behaviour, and mm-hmm. I loved that. And I think it's because it was very early on in the days of America's Next Top Model. Mm-hmm. And it was just a very British take on things, because I know they've done different franchises of A&T. I mean, I've tried to watch other seasons, like yeah. the one that Cat Dealey presented. And I, I like Cat Dealey, yeah. she's great. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't have that edge, because firstly, they didn't, couldn't do the pull-off a drama like they did in the States, because mm-hmm. obviously Ken Mock was the Ken <laughs> Mock was like uh, pumping that evolved. budget into the drama team. And they, so there weren't as many kind of hilarious laugh out loud moments that I was kind of looking for. Mm. Um, But then when there was things like model behavior, that was just a little bit more, it was so British and it was quite gritty. And I was just like, I like this because these people, again, they're not trying to be American because they they did a season, didn't they? That was Brits versus the Americans. Yes. And I was like, I saw a clip of that. And there was one of the girls that was like kicked off to Kelly Cattrall. No one Kelly Cattrall was like, why are you running around the set? Yeah. And she was like, I've been running around to get something for the photo shoot. Yeah. Like, Seriously, chill out. <laughs> and then Kelly, is, she's one of those people that she just wants to push people's buttons. You could tell. And she wanted to just be rolling the roost. And then she did. A, she does a really good photo. And then she's in the judging panel, this girl. I've forgotten her name now. And she's like, proper cockney, this girl. She's mm. just like, no, mate. This is, this is the reason why I don't think that model really works in the UK. Because we don't have that kind of like super out there. But conventionally, we don't have that personality. It doesn't fit the model. Yeah. Mm. And then she was just like being so defensive. She completely cussed Kelly out. And she's like stormed off. She's like, and then you see the cameras. This is a moment where all the producers are like scrambling around. She's like, I'm going to knock her block oh, off. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. And I thought they weren't ready for this. They no. weren't ready for the Brits. And that model behaviour wasn't that like ghetto. But it, it just felt it felt authentic to what we are as Brits. It did. And also because that that's a great point because there's two great points on that. First is that um in model behaviour, I remember like once the boys overslept and then they arrive later Nathan, at the shoe. And then like Dylan Jones, who's like the edit, uh, editor of British GQ, he comes to tell them off. And then it's this whole kind of idea, like, you know, you might have jeopardised your whole thing in the show. And they're just kind of like, sorry, we overslept, like the alarm didn't go off. Like, they clearly didn't, they'd gone out partying because the camera crew followed them. And it's like, literally, they were like, "Um, we can't get any models to replace you right now. Like, the whole show will go down the toilet if we chuck you out. And (laughs) so we're going to just have to let you off this one time. And also, the other thing as well, I think um, that is true in the modelling industry as well. I can see that, like, you know, if the models, like... um, know who they're working with yeah like i remember like so way back in the day i did a internship i don't know if i've ever told you this i'll have to no. show you the pictures i did an internship at the guardian on the fashion desk oh my god that's right girl i got fashion credentials <gasps> this was in 2007 and it's like um because at that time i was like oh yeah maybe i should go into someone had suggested to me mm. go into fashion and like work in fashion you might enjoy it and i did i loved those two weeks yeah. but then what happened with that afterwards i got a job in tv so then yeah it was know, kind of segue into that first world problems it's like tv or fashion what should it's i like, do I like, you know i'm that socialite kind of like i don't know what to do or should i just be like a gentleman <laughs> just like, um but when i did the fact uh, we got 
got to go and shoot and I remember like the models who came on and like they were really like so the men's model sh- um fashion shoot and like there was two themes one was grey mm. another was sweaters and stuff and like the models like knew like the photographer and I was just literally on there like kind of like oh my god this is like America's next model I'm so excited and like this was a season that Danielle had just won yeah and then like you know the, luckily the creative director he had also watched it as well and he said, my favourite line from Top Model is like, when you you make sick look pretty. So do you remember when Danielle got really ill in Thailand and then she posed on an elephant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, so, and everyone on the crew, they like, like that day, they like, because um, it's funny, like it was only like a day's shoot or something. Yeah. Uh, but we got it done in half a day because the model was so good. Oh, wow. And like he literally, and what was amazing is like, you just give him something and be like, can you try this on? And he'd like, get undressed in front of you, try <gasps> it on. I'll be and, like, can you try this one on? And this one, and this one, and this one. And just can Yeah, exactly. But it was like, and then it made me think different. And then afterwards, I was talking with the creative director because like, he was like, because I was the intern on set. Yeah. And like, I, he was saying to me like, what what did you think of it all? And I was like, I thought it'd be like America's Next Top Model and it's not. And he said, no, it's really mm. exaggerated. And he said like, you know, most of the time we, you, we work with models that we know. And then in some, some elements of that were in America's Next Top mm. Model where if you knew like the people you were working with, then yeah, of course you're going to get booked again. And that's, I think, what Tyra was kind of like aiming at. But then at the same time, with Kelly and that girl, I'm going to knock her block off. At the same time, she's like, oh, she was on the street, I'm going to knock her block off. <laughs> but it's true, like, someone like Kelly Catrone as well, I can see that she would pick on models and like she she doesn't seem like she a nice want, person. She had a power trip. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's really sad. Because that... you ever see her on the hills as well? Oh, was she on the hills? She was on the hills. That's where she was like quite famous as well from ah. that first. And she was because oh, she was such a horrible boss. I remember like the people that were working for it was Lauren and this other girl called was it Whitney maybe, but she would just bully them. And I just thought you are really miserable and you obviously don't like all these gorgeous people around you you just want to make them suffer yeah and that, that is to be honest the premise of america's next time model a little bit isn't it yeah let's make all the really gorgeous people suffer. Really gorgeous girls like you know you've been blessed with this talent we're going to drive you right down <laughs> yeah. and you have to kind of prove that you are worth it but that's a t- that's a real terrible way to be as well isn't it like you know yeah, yeah. It's, but that's, it's the dichotomy of... but that was that's that was what surprised me about the whole show i was like look you don't really typically have people standing up for themselves and i just kind of thought they desperately want to be there. Like, they're going to say anything, but the Brit version didn't obviously apply that rule. <laughs> I'm going to knock her block off, honestly. So, yeah, um, and do you know the other show that I lightly want to touch on before um move on is The Face. Which we're going to do a deep dive on. Yes. But, yeah, but just, tell us about The Face. Just briefly. So, The Face is um also a model search programme. Yes. And it's ho- it's hosted, it hosted by, by? by you know small time model you may We're have heard really of her, her. <laughs> I don't know her we don't know her uh, it's hosted by Naomi Campbell <gasps> but the, when I watched I have to say I learned a lot more from the face in the two seasons that it was on did and it only I, have two well it only had two seasons but what was interesting is it had a UK version a US version and an Australian version and I watched so did Naomi um, she was in all the... three. Oh. And it is really interesting because then obviously mm. each market is different. Yeah. So obviously the US market is different to the UK mm. market, to the Australian market. And um, it really, it was, it was really good. It was a really good show. Yeah. Like the way Naomi would just say like, you know, when I worked with Versace or when I worked with, you she know, with Valentino. But she would drop these names and you'd be like, actually, yeah, you worked with the masters. Yeah. You really did work with the people who, you know, your shit. Like the, in the first um, challenge, there's a wind machine and there's this marvellous moment. <laughs> Naomi's got this weave down to her ass. And she's literally like, um, when you you have to go on a show, she'll stand there, and stare down all the girls, 
be like you have to do you have to pose and do work in difficult conditions she's like wind please and then someone switches <laughs> on this big fuck off wind machine blows in her hair a huge but, mane but literally there's a switch and you just see this yeah it comes to she the comes screen fills it. it's like wow like you she is amazing she is absolutely incredible. you know what you need to watch before we do a deep dive on Naomi have you seen her cribs no <gasps> you see her cribs oh, oh my, my god. god it's on this island it's this like beautiful beach house and it's just oh my god we'll save it for another I, day we'll save it that and then just very quickly the go only go other go. Um, international franchise I want to talk about is Australia's Next Top Model that was actually quite I saw oh, I thought that was quite decent they and, were good and do you remember Ducky Thought so this was a smiley and girl. I thought <laughs> if it's spelled thought as in thoughts I <laughs> but uh, Ducky is from Somalia but she's brought up in Australia oh, wow. and she was in the top three and it, it, for the first time it seemed like Australia's Next Top Model was going to choose a black model to win which would have been incredible incredible, but she didn't win and the girl they did choose was like I can't remember I've forgotten who the other girl was Mm. the reason I mentioned Ducky is because she's now modelling for Fenty wow yeah so remember we watched the Savage Fenty yeah we were watching that was she in that she was in that yeah Ducky and like she's on Vogue and I was uh, I went to this exhibition at the V&A name drop um, <laughs> at the Victorian Albert Museum, yeah, zone, zone one, one. <laughs> zone one, yes. Um, and she was in that exhibition as well. And I was like, good for you. And like, even in yeah. the like little blurb under her picture, it said like, you know, she started on America, um, Australia's Next Top Model and grew. Yeah. And I was like, it just shows you that this show kind of, even if, because there were so many other stars it produced, mm-hmm. like Anna Leigh Tipton as well. So Anna Leigh Tipton was in Crazy Stupid Love. She's the oh, young God. nanny who fought, you know, the young girl. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you not seen Crazy Stupid Love? <laughs> Oh my god! The list is getting longer. No, but how could you not see Crazy Stupid Love? Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling. It's a really lovely film. <laughs> oh my god! I'll get on that right after. Go on. Do you know? On that note, we are moving to our next point. So, <laughs> all right. So this is a quite, kind of like a chicken and egg question. Oh my god! This is so, a really big topic this is as well. Juicy this is like so juicy, AF, honestly. and I'm so glad I've done my homework before this. <laughs> Can you imagine? You would have failed if you hadn't like studied I started for this. watching. You know that should have been the highlight of 2020. <laughs> You're well, you actually second. watch Drag Race, yeah, exactly. Oh my god, I have been nagging. Actually, you know, both of us in our achievements, like you know, this was like a school report. Like you yes. started on Drag Race, I started on Real Housewives. Like you know, finally, like the... I, yeah. And I watched Below Deck. <laughs> oh, Below Deck is, a, but you overtook me. Oh my god, you're on season eight. seven, no, season eight. Oh my god, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I, I really need to get hey you. Can you imagine Tyra holding a hand? She's like, you know, so Sunny, you you've watched Real Housewives, but do you know anything about Drag Race? <laughs> and she'd be like, and then we have. Bushin, you you are a drag race queen, but do you know anything you about, about below deck, below deck seven. seven? And I'll be like, Tyra, I didn't have hate. No, you're talking to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and, then she, and then do you know how she'd choose that? She'd be like, uh, so who goes, Bushin or Sunny? And then it's a blank picture. <laughs> There's no picture here, yeah. No, there'd be a picture of Hey You, and she's like, well, Sunny, you got Hey You, so you have to. Below deck always wins. We need to do another deep dive into that once you've seen it, because there are some shady moments in Below Deck. Really? Yeah. They touch on loads of stuff like Black Lives Matter. (gasps) What? In terms of the stuff they have. No, because they actually have a black girl in season seven, and she doesn't get treated fairly. And I think it was just before Black Lives Matter. (gasps) It made me think, oh my God, I wish this season had aired now, because I want... The thing is, I'm sure people are going to dissect it, and we need to dissect it. All right, we're going to get on that. She did not get treated fairly. That is awful. There was no equality. Because it's like that Million Dollar East Hampton House programme, Million Dollar Beach House programme, where I said that, that, uh, which we spoke about Mm. in our reality TV show, um, Palooza. Yeah, that whole, when everybody like kind of ganged up on that black guy. Yeah, it was Kate, your favourite. 
She didn't treat you well. Okay. Oh my god. I'm gonna tweet her. We are I'm gonna, gonna subtweet her. her. Okay, but, but anyway, anyway this is a chicken, question, chicken and egg, exactly. So Tyra and RuPaul's drag mm-hmm. race. Who is the mother and who is the child? Start your engine. <laughs> Start your engine. That's a remix and a half, isn't it? <laughs> so but so I hadn't seen any of drag. I don't know, for so many years I'd avoided it. And the reason I'd avoided it is because of America's Excellent Model. Yeah. Not because I thought uh, it's a completely different premise or they're trying to copy it. I just thought this... America's Next Top Model is so... Everyone would say Drag Race is so funny. I was like, America's Next Top Model is hilarious, but mm. it's just not probably as popular because this had such a cult following initially, didn't it? Yeah. And then it just blew it out of the water. And I just kind of thought, it seems a bit samey. I'm not sure I'm going to be into it. Yeah. And, it's, and, and the clips I would see were like really glossy, like episodes that were like so like polished. And I just thought, I don't know if I like this kind of styling. Mm. Um, so that's kind of yeah. So I caught up this um, lockdown. And Thank I'm, God, I'm, I'm still on season six. I can't get past that season. I think you just need to start a new season. Like, it's that um, everyone loves her. Who's the one that's really short with everybody? Um, Bianca. Bianca. Yeah, I don't really like her. I don't really get her. <laughs> I, I yeah. I, I can I can see both sides of it. Like in mm. some ways she is quite short and abrupt, and like her styling is pedestrian I, think, I just didn't like her look yeah I don't think her look like you know Adore mm. Delano and Courtney La- Courtney Act I think but, see, that has actually got some of the famous more, ones yeah. in that season remember the, the Halloween episode oh my god <laughs> and Gigi Gigi was my favourite she's on the phone she's like hello <laughs> oh my god she screams and Adore's meant to come over Adore's just like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> That is so funny. So you know what? I need to finish that one because they are some sort of my favourite moments in that season. It's true. And they also have Sissy That Walk as the video. Yes, no, they do. So yeah. have, you, have you passed that? I haven't got that yet. Yeah, but, but I, I knew about yeah. the song. Because, so yeah. again, so many elements taken from, like, ANTM. So, like, having the music video and the challenges as well. Especially, like, the first they few... They replicated, didn't they? Oh, completely. They definitely... It's a pastiche, the first, yeah. It was definitely like a she, satire. She male. <laughs> Tyra Bell doing like a little update for everyone in Tyra Bell on screen yeah and then RuPaul <laughs> calls it she-mail and like the hair is like bigger and bigger each message oh it's so funny because I remember I um, so this time I was the full ANTM stan and the guy who I worked with who watched ANTM with me was always like you've got to watch drag he was a drag queen himself okay. so he would always tell me like you've got to watch drag race you've got to watch you talking about this guy Scottish Scottish guy who yeah, sadly yeah. passed away oh, Chris Chapman please. rest in peace we miss you um, but he uh, used to tell me about like he used to take me like he took me to a lot of drag events like he actually took me to drag events wow. before like, you saw the show as well before I'd seen the show and like he was literally like um, he took me to drag bingo this was this was back in 2009-2010 it was not a big thing as, mm. uh, uh, well, sorry sorry uh, not it, to say a big thing in the, it wasn't as um, it wasn't, yeah it wasn't in the mainstream no. it wasn't in the zeitgeist it really was a niche thing like even I had like a reservation I was like drag queens so I was like excuse me I'm all about models I don't care about drag yeah, queens same that's and, what I thought and he was like no no come with me to this I've got a spare ticket so he took me to like drag bingo he was also friends with like quite a number of key people mm. on the drag scene in London who have now gone on like you know there's a pub called the Glory in East London yeah we've been do we go yeah, yeah. yeah we've been yeah. so he was um like the drag queens who he introduced me to at that time opened the Glory like he knew everybody on the it's scene. It's actually really funny. It's, it's a so, lot. It's so chat. Well, yeah, pre-COVID, it's pre-COVID, yeah, really, really busy. And like, but he and he was like, "You've got to watch Drag Race." You got to, and bless him, he even brought it. Like he, because like he, me and him, we used to love Gossip Girl and A and T M. So we'd always like trade stuff on that. 
And then um, he was always trying to make me watch Drag Race. And I was like, look, I'm not going to download it. No, I'm not going to watch it. So he, And he was also a bit lazy as well, because like he at work, we had to kind of sometimes work together and he would never get the work done because he was always watching TV. <laughs> and, stuff. and then one time, so, but this was like how much he wanted me to watch it. He brought his own laptop in and then sat me down at lunchtime. And he said, like, right, we're going to watch this now. And then I watched the entire first season of Drag Race with mm-hmm. him. And then I was like, oh, right, okay, this is good. But then I didn't really pick it up until 2018 because mm. I was in, or 2017 rather, I was in Chicago and I think season nine was ending then mm. or something. And I remember there was parties everywhere all over Chicago for um, Drag Race finale, mm. like, you know, in bars and pubs. Wow. They were like, oh, we're having a, and it was a real, real huge thing. And I was like, okay, maybe I should revisit the show and check it's it got again. such a big following. Yeah. Though. And then when I did revisit it, I was like, oh my God, this is like top model. And then I was like, this is how Top Model could have evolved. Yes, you're like, right. Do you know what I mean? Like, what Rue's done is quite smart in the sense that all the producers of have done, mm-hmm. the way they've evolved the programme, is how we would have wanted Tyra to do it, I think. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And to be fair, what, what reminded me of is when you were talking about you weren't really into the world of drag, and I never really thought I was either, because mm. I think... It was just not something that appealed to me. But I was in Bangkok, wasn't I, over Christmas? Yeah. And I remember some guy, I just met some guys there that were travelling from the States and they were like, oh, do you want to come with us to a drag show? And I was like, okay. I, don't, I mean, I'm in Thailand. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to yeah. be quite good. And it was hilarious. And they had, the, the person that was kind of hosting it, that track, she was so funny and bitchy. And I was cracking up. And I was like, oh my God, these people are hilarious. They look so like polished and they're so catty. And I thought, actually, maybe I could be into drag. And, one of the um, performers was one of the winners on Thailand's Drag Race. Mm, which is supposed to be an amazing franchise. Yeah, they were very authentic. Like, you couldn't tell. They were yeah. like, very fishy, as I've yeah. been the term <laughs> But you probably saw on my Instagram, there was a picture of me with one of the drag queens. Yeah. And I wrote with the tagline, I was like, Mom, I'm ready to start a <laughs> But this track, she was so... She cracked me up. So basically, she was performing on the side of... Um, like once the actual show was done, she just started singing along to stuff and like um, miming, and she was miming along to um, Pussycat Dolls when I um, was when it? I grow up. When I, when grow, I up, grow up, I'm gonna she, I'm gonna post that video. Her, she knew the choreography perfectly. Nicole Schertzinger couldn't have done it better. I was like in awe. I was filming her. I think I was the only person there filming her, and everyone was looking around me like, "Yeah, he's that creep." <laughs> So I remember that time once, sorry, just to interrupt, I remember when we went to see Adele once, remember I got tickets to a finale, and the whole time, like, she's singing Hello, and, like, you were recording it and watching it, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it reminds me of what I saw in Heaven once as well. And then, no, actually, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say That's what That's only fans. That's only fans. That's your only fans mentioned, people. But that kind of gave me a little bit of an experience in drag, and it's funny that I've never gone to see a drag show, because, I don't know, I just never felt like it was on my radar. And then when I saw that, I was like, actually, maybe I could get into drag queens and, you know, drag race. Mm. And I obviously loved it. It was hilarious. But it took a lot of the elements from America's Next Top Model. But it grew out of that, I think. Yes. I think in the beginning, they tried to kind of use that yeah. to propel themselves. But it, it definitely became its own beast. It's its own beast now. And not mm. only that, like because it was kind of a mashup of America's Next Top Model. So that's the whole kind of judging the she-male, mm. the mainstay. But the, the mainstay is not drag. Well. The challenge. And yeah. so the sewing challenges came from Project Runway. Oh, so they stole that from there. Yeah, so it was it was intentionally designed to kind of be a mashup of this. Uh, but now what's so fascinating is how drag race dominates kind of like the zeitgeist and the yeah, popular yeah. culture at the moment. Everyone so everyone watches it. Yeah, so drag queens now are our kind of cultural kind of mm. icons and our cultural mm. signposts. So like, you know, beauty, for example, has had such an explosion 
because of drag queens. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, there's always previously be like, oh my God, you know, your makeup looks like a drag queen. And that used to be an insult, but now it's not anymore. Now yeah. it's like, wow, because drag queens, like I said, they're innovating. Well, They've even got their own makeup ranges. And yeah, you, no, you know, I'm starting to notice even on season six. <laughs> but the thing is, like, Tyra tried to do that because remember with Bootyful, like, it was about mm. her beauty range, Tyra Beauty. I see your beauty. Remember, I see your beauty. <laughs> I see dead people. I see, exactly. I, I see lawsuits. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's really interesting as well is because, like, the both shows, both franchises are fronted by successful black uh, presenters. Presenters, yeah. And they both, like, you know, have their careers and names in their own mm. rights. And, like, they put, and I think as well, that's why a lot of people, they come in mm. for a lot of flack as well. Yeah, no, you do. And that's, a, that's such a good point, actually, because that's what made AMTM so successful. Tyra knew her industry. And RuPaul knew. RuPaul knew drag, industry yeah. as well. He knew drag so well. So I think that's what made it so successful. What is really different and polarizing when I first watched the first season, and I, I love the early ones, mm. some of my favorites, but how. The, the drag queens would fight back to the consi- to yes. the panel. I was like, wow, these guys are so... But that's, it made me laugh because it made me think, you know what? These girls, but these poor young girls that are quite like, you know, um, what's the word? Submissive yes. in America's Next Time Model. You ain't getting any of that with these sassy gay men. They're no. like, we will tell you how it is. <laughs> and they will be so defensive. And remember that guy? Who was the drag queen that told um, RuPaul off for not saying that she looked pretty? She was like, not one of you have said I look pretty today. Oh, not one, like, oh. The one that used to dress... Is it in, Tiana? She had horrible outfits. It was very kind of Vegas. I think it was... Or was, was it, it Derek? No, it wasn't Derek. Um, oh, oh I, I know the one you mean. I can't remember the name. He just me. shaded them all. And it was just so good. I was like, you let them have it. And that's the thing I loved about this. I was like, okay, this is good because they're not suckers. They're not no. punks. They're going to stand up to you and let you have it. And also in the judging, like, you know, the elimination, they have a dance off. Like one thing that was missing from AMT, oh like, God. you know, we don't get the music video towards the end or something like, you know, if Tyra <laughs> deigned to give us a single or like some rap stars like, oh, I need some girls in the background. Yeah, exactly. But like, you know, I'd wish like, you know, that uh, yeah, but with Drag Race, you get a song at the end of every single episode and it's so it's so oh, sassy it really is it's just and I think yeah it's a shame really because I wonder now because there, there have been a few there are a few kind of ties to between like you know the ANTM and Drag Race Nexus but they never had Tyra come on I always thought was yeah there a few so Tyra so yeah exactly so Tyra's never been on the panel uh, yeah she's never been on the panel of Drag Race right. But so you know Raja, who won yes. season oh, three yes. of Drag Race he's good friends with her isn't he so he was a makeup artist for Twiggy and oh. I think he has some sort of a and I think he's done Tyra's makeup in the past as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So he had like that kind of connection. Yeah. And then in season nine, oh, actually, no, on ANTM, we saw some of the drag queens from Drag Race. So Valentina, who you will meet in season nine. Oh. And three other drag, I think it was Kim came G. Came into America's Next Summer. I came onto America. There's a challenge with the Drag Race queen. Because oh. there was one challenge where Jay Manuel, remember he dressed up in drag. Jay Manuel did. Do you not remember this? Do you remember when they were doing their alter ego? So they had to be a man yes, and a woman. Yes, yes. So Jay <gasps> did a drag queen. They get, he stands in front of them and most of the girls don't realise who it is. And he's like, hey, everybody. And he's like, oh my God, it's Jay Manuel. <laughs> like, you know, drag. And, and no surprise, he makes a very pretty drag queen. I can imagine. But um, that was, the, you know, there's it's kind of... Par- and then also, like, you know, things like voguing, which Tyra taught. Yeah, remember yeah, Benny yeah. Ninja? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was another example of how the kind of worlds collide and... Yeah, no, so, they did. I think there is definitely, because I used to say to people, oh, if you like Track Race, watch America's Next Summer. But I think it probably came a bit 
early. Yes. And the people just couldn't relate. And they they see Drag Race as the original now. Yes. Because it's just obviously a huge moment. I think a lot of uh, today's generation probably are more influenced by Drag Race. 100%. Whereas, like, you know, oldies like us. Oh. <laughs> no, Original. Originals, like, you know, the mother of A. But I would say that, you know, to be honest with you, I would say that it's it's even Stevens to be honest. I wouldn't they're say both. Br- they're very different shows, yes. aren't they? They're they're brilliant in their own ways, but I just can understand why people would draw parallels in them. And it's it's a shame that AMTM's not on anymore. But... Well, I think so. Well, so looking ahead, what is the future for AMTM? But do you think Tyra would? Because when I saw that clip of her recently talking about it, I think she was just probably feeling like she's had to kind of explain so many things and she said that I'll happily do it one thing that's really good about Tyra is she's not defensive she'll always just exp- like explain her point of view yeah. and actually say she says sorry for a lot of things she just wants a camera pointing out she right. definitely <laughs> does she definitely does but I just think I don't know if she would now be too afraid to kind of go there because is it a case of look we've already we, we can't really bully the girls anymore <laughs> you know what I mean like there's a lot of the stuff that was entertaining mm. is the stuff that's really shady to be yes honest. very true uh, do you know what? at the same time I think yeah I think you're so right I think she's got she could do it again but they've got to be so bang on they've really mm. got to work on the treatment it's got to be really spot on so that mm. it's either got to be a show that's going to completely innovate mm. and take fashion to the next level mm. or it's going to be something which reflects fashion as it is now and somehow keeps sustaining itself. Yeah, because I'm almost thinking these days, would people even want to... Because now I imagine a lot of models probably um, launch their career using social media. Yes. So then how would that sort of concept work in... In a, a setting that is not live, it's not a weekly live show, is it? Well, this is the thing. Like, well, would it have to become like a? Because, for example, Germany's yeah. Next Top Model has a big live finale. It's a big TV event. <gasps> is it still on? Yeah, I think so. And then I think like Kylie. I remember <laughs> Mark's getting that coin. Because <laughs> the only reason I remember that is that Kylie performed all the lovers once at the finale, and it's it's actually a really like I love that song anyway. Mm. But that version of it, or you know, where the way she performed it, there's a great bit when, you know, when she burst into her, all the lovers and then she walks down the stage and then she's got this long train but you know, as only Kylie, Kylie can do so like beautiful. you know and then the way she uh, it's just such a great moment and I was like oh that's amazing and then I was like wow look at that and I was like I wonder what that's for I went, that must be a singing show and it's like no it's Germany's Next Top Model and it's fronted by Heidi Klum oh my goodness that so, makes sense yeah yeah so which is like even you know again a supermodel who knows and it, there's yeah but I think they they I would love to see a couple more seasons but they need to get it right and I, I think I, they need to. I mean, I love the men in there, but I think it'd be nice to go back to the original concept, maybe just yeah. to, or maybe just have a girls only and then a boys only. Yeah, and then also like and non-binary, non-binary. Yes. Why do they just do that? That that. Well, that's the thing. Like, it needs to be something where it's just kind of disrupting the yeah, old style disrupting yes yeah, so there's no kind of like barrier to entry and bringing back some of the originals we could have like jay jay this is not america's next top best friend <laughs> i loved her her cover girl commercial if you are ever oh having a down day just look up jade cover girl commercial <laughs> tell ASU. us about this because that's one of my favorite ones. i'll tell one of my other favorite ones you tell us about this because this is epic so what happens is that normally the final three girls so one of the prizes of america's next one is you get off with yes. a cosmetics contract uh normally you cover, cover girl, girl yeah it? and so at the, in the final episode you have to do three kind of challenges and one of them is recording an advert mm-hmm. like a video advert 
and you get given a script and like you know you have to learn everything in like a really because that, that actually reminds me a lot of the challenges apparently are based on things that Tyra actually had had to do oh. so she actually had to like get off of so for example once they had to get off a plane and go straight to a shoot yeah she's she, she's waxing lyrical about how she sat by the toilets and then she had to go like <laughs> she had to, she always talks about stuff like that but it's good it's real experience it's real experience it? and I think working models do do that mm. and then also the idea of um models like you know when they do go season like you think why don't you just get them cars and drive them around everywhere they have to find their own way yes and uh, they probably can't afford it at that level of their career anyway yeah. when they're trying to get out there but did you ever watch that program um the model agency um it's no, called no, uh, no. was it called the model i can't basically it was about select models or storm models one of the oh. two it might have been storm models and they kind of showed like how they cast models how they book you know working models what yeah, life was like yeah, yeah. and like one of the girls who was on the show was like complaining like she's like um Oh, will there be a car for me? And then, like, the booking agent was like, "Look, if you want to spend all your money on cars, driving around, being dri- driving, you're not going to have many, much you're not going to have much money left." So, like, you know, and that was why Tyra always did that go see thing where you got given a map and or a direction. Fair, that, was, like, that, that was the best challenge as well because those girls <laughs> remember that one that slapped oh, <laughs> and Natasha's outside like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> People have war in their country. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, shut up. That was like you're uh, you're that Kardashian. I hate the Kardashians. I love them. You know the um, bit when she's like, "Your sister is in prison," or something. Do you know there's a bit when Kim's like, I don't know. There's a line, and then Chris Jenner says something to her like, "Your sister is in labor," or I don't know what the line is. <laughs> I, I'll, I will find the meme and post it on our socials. But there's basically a line similar to that where it's like kind of. Children are dying, or something. Something along those lines. <laughs> oh, God, she lost perspective. She was like, "I would have been on time if my stupid driving would did not yeah. turn up on this street." I was like, the inside, the person that's like the booker is kind of like what the and what I love is then the Ken Mock so shady because then they edit it to show that she didn't tell the driver that. Did they? Oh. So there's a clip where she just says, so we, that, "We don't know the truth." Or no, no, we know the truth. So she says, she claims she said to the driver, "Meet me at Hopper Street, or wherever yeah. it was." But when they show the actual clip, she just says, I'll be over there. Okay, so they cut that bit out. But, again, we don't know if they edited it out. So maybe she did genuinely tell him and they sabotaged it. But it was just, I mean, that ghosty thing was always funny because you have to get back by five o'clock. And then, no, 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 okay, <laughs> do you remember Camille as well? This is my signature walk. It's what's going to make me. This is what's going to be, I, I've been selected. I had six thousand girls to be here, and I'm just, they were all just like, there was a guy translating it, and the other woman was just giving these dirty looks like. I don't think... Who are you? Who are you? Like, also, like, do you remember like the whole thing about pageant girls? Because this comes up in Drag Race as well, where it's like, oh, she's a pageant queen, <laughs> and it's so true because like, like Hadassah. Do you remember Hadassah in there? She was in Nile cycle. So, yeah. And she's like, yeah, you know, the, the girls had, they had this poison stuff. Yeah. When it came to the fashion shoots, like yeah, you knew that, Yeah. And you knew that that was going to happen. Because <laughs> so go back to the Jade moment. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Yeah, to, to the Jade story. So okay, basically, uh, Jade has to walk up and down the stairs. She has to be at a party <laughs> and pretend that she's having a great time. Then she has to basically walk. So it's a long tracking shot. She gets, she walks up a flight of stairs, <laughs> comes pool. to a swimming pool, and and there's a waiter with a tray of uh, CoverGirl <laughs> cosmetics, and she has to say some scripted lines. Like... So she does one. She does one take, and then like Jay's like, "You need to be a bit more um, interact. She's, interact." She literally just walks like, up the stairs and then comes and like mutters her lines. He's like, "It's like it's like thirty seconds of me listen to her heels clip clopping." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing that's my favourite is while they these guys are actually doing a job and they're being filmed and I think that's probably the funniest moments when they're just like 
God, we've done 15 takes with these idiots and they can't get it right. Can you imagine, like, a tough day at the office, honey? Like, literally, you had some idiots. Like, and then, like, she when she does her second take, she's like, this party's fabulous. And she's kind of walking. <laughs> she, over, she overacts. Then she gets to say her lines and then she says the wrong lines. And she starts improvising. It's like me with the boy, you know, excuse me, can I please talk to you? <laughs> I think it's Jade's fault that I improvise that all the time. And Jay's like... She's like a drag queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy that's got the screen is shaking laughing as well. And I'm like, this is why it's genius. Because those moments, they're completely unscripted. Yeah. They just come out of what these idiots are doing. And <laughs> then she grabs her makeup. And she's like, lightweight makeup. And she's like, uh, fuck. And he was like, cover girls don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in the earlier seasons, these moments came out of nowhere. I mean, oh, do you know, there's one thing we have to discuss. You yeah. know, it might actually be your favorite. What's your favorite moment? Oh, you? My favorite moment is when they're in Italy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're doing an advert and it's in Italian, but none of them can speak Italian. <laughs> but the thing is, they're reading from a script. And it's off, it's off camera slightly. So they're not looking at the camera. And the girl comes in. And she's just like speaking in Italian. But she's like, her eyes are halfway yeah. across the screen. And it just sounds so crazy. And th- so they're just cracking up at her. When the panel are watching it, like, Miss J is cracking up. like, <laughs> And then this other girl comes out. And she, it's meant to be like really kind of sensual wording. It's yeah. like they're, they're promoting... Um, cover girl queen collection or something <laughs> and I think the actual word it translated into um, is it the way I move my hips but they oh, just yeah. <laughs> and the girls the other girls putting a lipstick on and she's just so awkward she's clipping clip hopping around the heels and she sits down and they have to kiss a guy before yeah. they do it and she just kisses him in the most awkward way and they're all cracking up and poor Lena Poroskova is just like I saw you coming closer and I was just like, ugh, ugh, you <laughs> But them trying to speak Italian, oh. when they would do that stuff, that was so mean. But it was hilarious. So I'd highly recommend watching Italian ANTM advert. That's the best one. So, so funny. Oh my God. But we cannot have these feature-length episodes without talking about the moment which everybody knows about. <gasps> Tiffany! We were rooting for you! We were all I don't know, my voice like <laughs> Never have I come spoken to a girl like this. Show some respect. Poor Tiffany. Oh my god. Oh. Oh. Did Tiffany deserve that? I... No. <laughs> Maybe I am angry inside. Yeah. I've been through stuff. That is just that. I mean, that is the bittersweet, but like portion of the show like you <laughs> that was an epic moment it was an epic moment it was just like... gone down in history people don't even know America's not no model they know that meme <laughs> oh god she cast that so the premise is there was a girl Tiffany mm. who probably didn't show that level of commitment that they all wanted and there was a challenge and I think she'd kind of been given up and she's probably like shrugging her shoulders but she's probably fed up and yeah. being disappointed but Tyra is like not impressed because she's like smacking like she's in the bottom two. So there's these two girls in the bottom two, Tiffany and someone else. I can't remember the other girl. <laughs> yeah, and, and Tyra's just like, Tiffany, this is a joke to you. And she just <laughs> lets rip. And oh my God, I've never heard anyone shout at someone like that. 
<laughs> she never spoken to anyone like that. No, apparently. apparently not. And I think what was really crazy about that because that we were not used to people answering back to judges on reality no. shows. See, that's what was funny because in Drag Race you had that, but they, they, they weren't there. allowed. You, you couldn't do that there. Like it was like this girl has broken the fourth wall. And also because when we found out more about Tiffany and basically she's had such a difficult upbringing oh. and the way that they kind of used that against her, which was that, I mean, that, this is what makes me uncomfortable. Like, yeah. the one, I, I mean, I know what you mean. I'm, I'm the same. Like I, now I kind of feel two ways about it. Like part of it cracks me up because it's just like the sheer ridiculousness of the situation. You know, when you look at it in like the kind of like oh, very it's not, long, scripted. Yeah. It's not scripted. It's not scripted at all. And then you think of the other aspects of it, and you're just like, what the hell were they thinking? Like you know, it's just is yeah. I mean, that clip is just like. <laughs> Next it's level. like quoted so many times. I think even someone at work was like said to me, "Oh my god, we were rooting for you. We were, <laughs> we were all rooting for exactly." And I just, and you also think just like, "Well, look, if you're rooting for me, why are you shouting with me, bitch, on national TV? Like, <laughs> take me to one side and like tell me." Because then also, you know, when Tiffany leaves as well, I don't think... And then also, when they go through her... You know, when they show in the end the pic... Because the other thing, the thing I love about Top Model is that end card. You know, when it's that kind of... All the models on the screen and yeah, the model yeah. disappears. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sinister. No, that and you're trying to guess which... <laughs> Who's going to be the winner? I can never find them. I'm yeah. like, where is the girl? That's and, then you'll see, and then at the end, it's like, oh my God, she's there. What was really funny, this cracked me up. You know when, um, obviously, Brexit was um, announced? Yeah. So in, uh, in June 2016, somebody did like um, <laughs> a map of the EU. Oh. <laughs> with that, that, that sound. With the dun 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 England. <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever seen. You need to send it to me. I'm going to find it, but I was like... Because <laughs> that was something you only caught if you watched till the end, and they did that to the UK. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> oh god! You know what? There were so many epic memes that will continue to come out of this show, and we have got to thank thank you, Tyra. Tyra, honestly, you brought it to us. Oh my god, I'm crying a lot. <laughs> I need to too... see that. <laughs> Because they play that music. Dun, 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 dun. It's like really it's like, kind of like, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like farmyard barn dance. Whoosh. <laughs> and then like Ken Mock, executive producer Tyra, executive producer, like, you know. And then those credits fly by next time on America. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I'm going to do when we finish recording. I need to see that. Oh, goodness me. Oh, goodness. Alrighty, well, you know, we've, recur- we've composed ourselves. Oh like, please do visit our socials I, to I see that. I just watched it. Like, I, we literally I, have to just spend five minutes just crashing just, up. I think I watched it about 50 times. <laughs> I know, we've just recovered. Let's not start again. Let's just compose ourselves. Like, our makeup is completely destroyed. Oh, wow. Anyway, so in the tradition of TPIM, yes. that's the podcast is mine, um, we have to do a quiz. Because yes. like, you know how we always do quizzes about I'm everything really worried about this. that's sacred to us. I'm now, really this, this is like an A-level standard quiz, so it's going to be quite hard. It's oh, not. No. This is not easy. Okay, okay. Like, can I just say that I did this quiz and like um, I failed it? Because <laughs> <laughs> so even, even you I'm, sent me a quiz, <laughs> I'm going to fail. Exactly. So what I'd like you okay. to do is I'd like you to answer straight away. Oh, so I can't make notes. No, no, no. Oh, no. Put you put that hands down. Paper on your pens down. Pens down, please. Put your hands because on your chest. <laughs> Which lips? <laughs> Do you want to be sent out of the exam hall? Do you want the exam cancelled? Is that what you want? Yes, <laughs> please. Yes. 
Just write your candidate number down. Oh, no, do you remember? I used to hate that. I was like, they're going to know I'm ethnic from my handwriting. <laughs> Stop telling me not to write my name down. And what about those people who used to bring like lunch with them? <laughs> do you remember all the food? Like you could just have water and sweets and like people would bring like, you know, kind of like entire... We couldn't eat or drink in ours. We were allowed um, sweets and we were allowed a bottle of water. Of course, people took this to the next level. So, like, you know, suddenly everyone... Flasks. Like, exactly. Everyone, some people would do anything but study for the exam. They'd prepare. They're going to eat for three hours. Yeah, exactly. They had, like, smash hits on their, like, lap. But they would not actually prepare for the exam. I was just like, if you put all that preparation into one hour... studying for the exam, yeah. you would probably ace it, yeah. My favourite was, like, a science one. We had, like, an hour's paper or something. And the teacher came over and actually said that to me. She said, if you put as much preparation into your snack, you know, as you do into your snacks, into your paper, you would pass this. And the other person just like kind of like Tiffany style just looked at her like, you know. She's like, what? <laughs> exactly. Rooting for me? Who? <laughs> All right. Anyway, anyway so I'm going to ask you, um, so how many questions have I got here? Lol. <gasps> I have got 10 questions. No, no. I've, got, I've got 12 questions. Don't worry. No, they're, they're, okay. they're not as difficult as, I'm just uh, hyping it up. Okay. Very good, you know, very good, yeah, yeah. So I just want you to answer as soon as you can. Okay. And um, yeah, and I will take your first answer in most cases. Just flexing a little exactly. Bit. Yeah, go, go, go. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so let's do this properly. So, what's your name, please? Sunny Grawl. And your occupation? America's Next Top Model reviewer. Is the wrong answer. I asked you your occupation. Which yeah, that's my is Zone no. 1 Ho. Oh, Zone 1 Ho. Oh, sorry, zone yeah. 1 CEO. Zone 1. Let's start CEO. again. Let's do this oh, again. Let's, let's, let's again. Sorry, everyone, uh, let's pretend uh, that didn't uh, happen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, your name? Sunny Grawl. Your occupation? Zone 1 Ho. And your specialist subject? America's Next Top Model. Right. So, Sunny, you have um, an indefinite amount of time to answer. <laughs> People are like, oh my God, yeah, we so, want to get off this podcast. Exactly. Right. Okay. So, question one. In which year did ANTM premiere? 2000. 2000. 2000. No. You've got two more guesses. Quick, quick, quick. Later or earlier? Later. 2002. Nope. One. No, nope, 2003. Two, oh, but I will give you the point if you can tell me the month and you can tell me the network. September. <laughs> UPN. Yeah. All right, you get the point. So it's actually May 2003 on UPN. And it was only on UPN for two seasons. Then it went to another network and then it went to this. And then that network then became the CW network. It was on earlier than that. No, it's May 2003. That's when I started university. It was on before I went to university. Are you sure? Yeah, because I had Living TV, remember? Well, then so you better change that Wikipedia entry. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, that's your first anyway, question. Right. Question two. Who was the French photographer who launched Tyra's career? <laughs> oh, God, Gilles Benzemeau. Correct. Uh, which cycle saw the show switch to HD? And so, Clue, this is... Rita Horror's season. Sadly not, but you've got two more guesses. So, the clue is... Number. We did refer to this season earlier. Um, and it was it made us laugh. It's quite a, a crossover. It's when the men came in, probably. No, we've got one more guest left. When it became the British one? Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, because, yeah. So the British Invasion, Cycle 18, it was, and do you know, like, here's an interesting fact. 18 to go into. <laughs> it was so, it was the second to last primetime show on the five major English language broadcast networks in the US to make the switch. Wow. So that's, and, and that was a sign of success as well, because I remember yeah. some shows that didn't make it from ST to HD, <laughs> RIP. Oh no. Yeah, so that was one of the last. Um, which two cities were the primary locations for ANTM? Uh, Sorry, which, pri- which U- two US cities were the primary locations for, for ANTM? New York. Mm-hmm. Correct. And 
Pele. Yes, correct. Don't yes. <laughs> no sound so hesitant. Yes. Um, which panellist was always introduced as a PR maven? Oh, God, <laughs> Kelly Catron. Uh, correct. Complete this phrase. Congratulations, you are still in the what towards becoming ANTM? The running. Correct. Uh, which music video did the Cycle 9 girls participate in? Cycle 9. So it wasn't Tyra, it wasn't a Tyra yeah. video. Do you want a clue to who Please. sang it? Um, it's a man. He dated a very famous, uh, world famous tennis star. Uh, oh. Uh, oh, Enrico. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Do you know what the song was called? Shake Your Booty. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Tired of Being Sorry. Oh, God. Enrique Iglesias. didn't have another hit. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Sorry, he's fine. He's fine. Um, what is the name of the contestant who went on to star in the film Crazy Stupid Love, oh, which we mentioned earlier? Yeah, yeah. No, no, you've got two more guesses. It shows how much you were paying attention. Sorry. I was so devastated I've not seen the film. I can't remember. Uh, not Anchal. <laughs> Oh, we didn't talk about Anchal. Oh my god, right. After this quiz, we're talking about Anchal. Remember when Fabio was in that episode with Anchal? Oh Anchal my god. Was up in Ab Fabio's face. The worst thing, poor Anchal, I remember they had to do an episode on they were doing swimwear. And she had some great knockers, bless her. She and did. they gave her this tiny string oh. bikini. Do you remember? And she had to play volleyball. And you know, to her credit, I mean, this is an example of like she was clearly uncomfortable. But she still did it, and she, she didn't fuss or complain. And then they couldn't—they didn't have any footage of her because they really wanted her to be. I can't wear that. But she showed them, so good like, for just her. Just because I'm a brown girl. Yeah. Well. I mean, I could, there was another clip. Remember when they were doing interviews, and she was being interviewed, and they're like, "Oh, where are you from?" And she was like, "India." And she was like, "Well, no, actually, I'm American. Yeah. I'm, I'm India." It was so funny. She spoke for all of us then because <laughs> it was that. Fusion, wasn't it? When someone would ask you, like, where are you from? And you're like, well, I'm from London. No, where are you really from? Well, where are you really from? And then yeah. if you say, I'm from India, and they're like, oh, really? Were you born there? You're like, no, I was born in the same hospital as <laughs> Prince William. But, you know, <laughs> clearly, where, where am I from? Like, you know. But no, that was actually, Anchal was one of the first people. She was first Indian one, wasn't she? Yes, I think so. And yeah. she was definitely representative of, because um, like Nigel Barker tried to play up his Indian heritage. You remember when he came to London, he's like, oh, yeah, my, um, sorry, not Indian. He was, she had Sri Lankan heritage. Yes. Um, and then I thought, okay, this would be interesting. Like maybe he'll bring, and he didn't bring any of it. No. Like, you know, and he just took everyone to that restaurant, Le Porte d'Indies in the Marble Oh, we took it to Le Porte. Yeah. I do like Le Porte. Yeah. And then, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and then Tyra is like, this one time I did a Bollywood shoot and she's wearing this green sari and she's like oh. doing this really offensive pose. Like, you know, the kind of <gasps> multiple hands and it's like, no, Tyra. No, that's no, no yeah. appropriation. And why are you wearing that shitty sari as well? Yeah, of all the saris you've worn. Yeah, exactly. Really? Just like basic, you know, that's what we clean the windows with. Anyway, um, (laughs) this is a great one. You're going to love this. Which girl interrupts panel to show them how to correctly enter a club? Oh. It was this not obvious to you straight away? Because I got this one straight away. No. Remind me. Give me three guesses. Three guesses. Um, Not Adrienne. No. Enter a club. So this Uh, was... Angelique? Yeah. (laughs) Do you not remember this one? She's like... Hey! Oh hey, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah! How in the club? Oh like, my you know. god, I remember that! <laughs> and what do we love about Angelie the most? Because we promised we'd mention this book, book six times. Oh no! Oh my god! I know! I know! I know! <laughs> we promised we'd mention them. One thing about this podcast is we are thorough. Like we said in earlier episodes, that we will pick this up later, and we will pick it up later. We told you. We told you. So 
the Port Authority bus terminal. I mean, like we we are we're going to hell for laughing. Oh, I but know because it's not funny. It's not it? funny, it's not but funny. the poor the poor lad, um, she had to sleep at the Port Authority sometimes because, and if you've actually been to the Port Authority, it's like um, it's a rough. It's it's scary. Like I would not oh. want to. I don't know if you've ever been to like Vauxhall bus station or um, Oval. It's all, it's all gentrified now, though, isn't it? It's all gentrified, but even like in this day and age, like yeah, the Port Authority, it's quite scary to so be a single woman on your own. No, like, no, no, to, it's not funny. For anyone there to be there. But I think what we used to laugh at was just her kind of. Um, there was something about her that made us. And I think everybody, and she knew it as well. She was a good sport. She was a great sport. She was an. Um, actually, did she not get kicked out for sleeping with one so, of the So, yeah. Things? So, this was. So, do you remember she won All Stars and then she they like did. They, they did that thing where it's like. Retract. Retract, yeah. And then, and then Lisa, rather than give it to Alison, which is really annoying. <laughs> but then, yeah, it turned out that she. It was, it was against the rules. To sleep she, with the producer. Yeah, to be involved Ken in the production team. <laughs> Ken couldn't resist. Ken Cock. <laughs> <laughs> Bankable <laughs> never lets you down. <laughs> oh God! Well, we love it. you know. There's another place. I, we, I need to take you there. I might walk you there actually on the way home. Um, there's um, a port authority right by where I live. Oh, I think I see Are it. You yeah. seeing it? <laughs> we need to do a photo shoot there. We will. We will. Absolutely. We will oh, pay tribute. Okay. Also, made me think of as well. Do you remember how? I, so the drag race ANTM Nexus. Yeah. You know, because uh, Willem. Do you remember the guy who threw up on panel? And then he gets thrown out. Well, um, yes, so, I do. So I think it was season three why or season did he four. Did, why did he get kicked out? So he, um, apparently the, in Drag Race, you're kept away from everybody and you get given oh, your own he hotel had room. Come, he had his boyfriend come over. Around. And then that day he said he'd eaten loads of seafood and then wore a corset. And then that's why he chundered all over stage. Oh. That was so funny. So that was nothing to do with why he left, the, the actual chundering. The chundering had nothing to do oh, with it, no. Because I thought it was something to do with that. I was like, what? No. Uh, by the way, for those who, for our US listeners and other, and you know, international listeners, chundering means vomiting. I yeah. yeah, it's a very London thing. It's, very, it's yeah, you don't chunder, yeah. It's, it's very posh, bomb. isn't it? Chunder, yeah, bomb. Bomb. Or vomcano. When someone's really gross, you're like, oh, vomcano. Like, you know. All right, and then your, uh, and then two more questions. So, this question, um, who said this is not America's next t- top best friend? Jade. Jade. That biracial butterfly, <laughs> as she calls herself. Undiscovered supermodel. <laughs> now, the final question, this is like a bit of a, it's not an easy question. Okay, okay. Well, I say it's not easy, um, I, but I think I'm going to time you for this. So <gasps> this is why you're going to hear a couple of beeps, listeners. So oh my God, I've got to name winners, haven't I? So, uh, no, no, no. So, it's it's easier than that. Um, so, aside from Tyra Banks... Mr. J, Miss J, Nigel Barker, and Janice Dickinson, name any five permanent judges or staff members on ANTM. And your time, so you've got one minute, and your time starts now. Johnny Wujay. Correct. Brian Boy. Correct. Paulina Poroskova. Correct. Um... Kelly Catrone. Correct. Um, and then, oh, the one that used to say Dracitude. Or, oh, wait a minute, Healthy Pasta. What's her name again? Oh, my God, a name. <laughs> oh, and you've got, you've got, about, if you've got 40 seconds left, you've got time, you can do this. Uh, um, how about, Kat Daly was on there once. <laughs> <laughs> no. She was a guest. She was a guest. There is, um, trying to think. Who have we talked about? We have talked... Who got given... <laughs> I love that you're doing Who? choreography. <laughs> the ANTM choreography. Vita Ora. She was a permanent... She, yes, she yes. Oh, yes. Yes. So, um... <laughs> Ashley. Ashley Graham. Graham. Healthy pasta people. I got a bonus boy. 
<laughs> so yeah, do you, uh, is there any more you can remember, or do you want me to run through them? Um, let, yeah, we've got to run through them. So run through them. Forever. So we. So Kimora Lee Simmons. <gasps> How could you forget Kimora Lee? Oh, it's just Kimora Lee. She was on season one. That's like a, a constant judge. Yeah, she was oh. a judge in the first season. I remember that. It's about Kimura. Baby Fat. Do you remember? Oh. That's yeah. where I learned about Baby Fat from. Mm. Okay. Kimora uh, Bo Quillian. I don't so he was like uh, uh, on the panel. Uh, no, no, Mar- Marlin. Do you remember that sort of guy who looked like Penfold from Danger Mouse? Yes, yes. he was on there too. Uh, then there was obviously Twiggy. Uh, we had Paulina Poriskova. Yes. I said her, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Uh, for the high fashion cycle, we had Andre Leontali. Oh, uh, that's who directed No, so Law Roach was the directitude. Was it? There was. Was it Andre Leontali? Oh, okay. Because he was like, I'm going to hang that up in my salon. Oh yeah, that's. I stand corrected, correct. Uh, Pauline Poriskova, Andrea Le- Leontali, uh, Kelly Catrell, Rob Evans. Do you remember when they had a male model on the panel? Was he cute? Yeah, he was really good looking. I can't remember. Don't you remember? And then they would always like have, because they, they wanted to have a male model perspective. I don't remember him. Cool. Um, uh, Brian Boy, Ashley Graham, and then you could have a, <laughs> Drew Elliott. Drew Elliott. Drew Elliott, who I think was a really, is a really good yeah, judge. I like him, like as an editor of paper. He's I think good. he's relevant. Thanks. And then Law Roach. Law Roach, yeah, Law, but yeah, Ashley Graham. Ashley Graham, oh God. So there's a clip of Ashley that we, Sunny and I have replicated (laughs) in zone one kind of hotspots around town. (laughs) So what we do is, um, it's basically Ashley jumping on a trampoline. (laughs) And it it shouldn't be funny, it's not, but it is, it just kills us. Because I think once, uh, YouTube can take the blame for this. Um, Somebody said, look, what they called it, Mighty Baboons Bouncing or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just because she was trying to say, look, you can keep your face while trying to jump. Jump, 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 jump. She wasn't <laughs> keeping it face. She was losing it and it was so bad. And I was like, gosh. And then there was also like another time when she um, was talking about the girls about nutrition. And she was saying, she healthy? And then she was like, healthy pasta. And then she was making like this pasta and she just put all the sauce and like, all... it's like so like not healthy. It was not healthy, it was starch. I was like, I was like how the hell are you going to do a fashion shoot like that after you've eaten a bowl of pasta? Like, you know, like even with my Bouchon's Fashion Friday, I always do my shoots. Um, like I always when eat after. Lunch, yeah. yeah. I don't eat beforehand because I soon realised like when I used to eat beforehand I couldn't hit the poses that I wanted to. You there's just something different about being hungry. Blood flushing to your digestive system. Exactly. I can't focus. Oh gosh. But anyway, listen. You did well on that quiz. It wasn't as hard as you thought, was it? That's quite good. Yeah, I I got scared. You. I didn't. I didn't want to make it that hard. I'm going to take it to the bridge now. Anyway, so whether ANTM comes back or not, it has left a significant imprint on the world of reality TV and indeed on us. Mm. I mean, where would we be without the go-sees, the crazy shoots and Tyra making up the rules on the spot? (laughs) A modern version might not capture the the magic of before, but it could create a new and exciting energy that speaks to fans and creates a new following altogether. Mm. I do hope it comes back. I do too. I think like, you know, I really hope they work on it and they kind of revive it in a way that is appropriate yeah and yeah i would i would definitely love to see yeah, that yeah tyra's got a little bit more fame after presenting um dancing with the stars. stars so maybe they'll be like look tyra you know we'll yeah. give you one last chance <laughs> her equity has risen so like you know yeah. she's got like you know she's a name she's always been a name but like i think with antm as well there's such a dedicated fan following yeah um, like because what was in- interesting when we announced the podcast, a couple of people messaged me and said, "Please tell me you're going to do uh, same, an episode on A and T M." And I was like, "No, we're not going to do an episode on A and T M. We're doing two episodes hey, on A and T M." We're smiling, everyone. <laughs> and they were like, "Yes, 
like you know so i think i really hope it does come back fingers crossed so but in the meantime while yeah. antm is not there you do have tpim yes. the podcast is mine we are here for you so sunny why don't you shall do... i have a go all on your own. Okay, I'm just going to keep that. So, uh, just, just for so clarity. On our socials, you can contact us on Facebook and Instagram uh-huh. at The Podcast Is Mine. <laughs> on Twitter, we it's slightly different. It's Podcast Is Mine. Yes, it is. And if you want to email, oh, t- oh, sorry, actually, TikTok. We're also on TikTok now. You can contact us on The Podcast Is Mine. You got it. And if you want to send us an email, it's The Podcast Is Mine at gmail.com. Yeah. It's only taken 10 boy. episodes. Finally, she's there. Celebration. Now, maybe say it in Italian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> say it while you're walking up the stairs. Putting on that red lipstick for Cover Girl Queen Collection. <laughs> we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. <laughs> I have never yelled at somebody like this before. <laughs> There's just one more thing uh, to say. Oh, no, exactly. I, and I think that is the podcast is mine. Uh, no, no, it's mine.